Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Growing with Fishes podcast. We have a really awesome episode uh, this week. Um, we have Chief Cultivator of Habitat Life is joining us uh, all the way from British Columbia. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. Hi, guys. Uh, excited to be here. Uh, glad you guys brought me on. We also got Marty. Welcome. Appreciate it. How's it going? <laughs> and you got myself, Steve, from Poem Products. All right. Um, so um, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You have a pretty amazing, um, or for those of you guys that don't know who Habitat Life is, uh, they're the first aquaponic cannabis, organic aquaponic cannabis facility um, that's gotten licensed in any country. Um, there's some hemp operations in the U.S. Uh, we've had a few of them on the show, but uh, we haven't had anyone that's actually got a full-blown medical license. And it, to my knowledge, you guys were the very first one. So thanks a lot for coming on and joining us. So uh, they also do things a lot different than uh, things that we normally kind of uh, talk about here as well. So we thought it'd be really cool to have them on and tell us about, uh, you know, the different things that they do, uh, uh, which is uh, quite a bit different than what a lot of the other people uh, do in the industry. So thanks for taking the time to come on and, and share the different cool stuff you're working on. Wonderful. Uh, so yeah, we are look at Habitats as an aquaponics technology company. Uh, being in Canada, we're uh, fortunate that uh, the federal government's opened up uh, cannabis, federally legal. So that gave us the opportunity to, currently we have a micro cultivation license on our uh, facility. Our facility is about 5,000 square feet. And as well that uh, <clears throat> the Canadian government also has the Canadian organic aquaculture standard, which uh, we were able to receive the first organic aquaponics uh, cannabis and salmon. So everything at our facility on the salmon and the cannabis side are organic. So that's, uh, I think it's going to open up opportunities in the aquaponics industry in general. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, you can't even get organic aquaculture, at least for aquaponics uh, on the fish side in the U S currently. And, uh, if you're an aquaponic cannabis facility, it can be hard even to get your fish processed. So at least, uh, Canada's with it. Although, uh, are they still doing that stuff in March with uh, the Gap stuff, or have they backed away on that? Um, I don't have enough information around that. Um, I know the states definitely is a little different, and uh, yeah, at the current time, you're not able to uh, get organic certified. Um, do you know some people in Canada are working to really uh, make sure that aquaponics stays organic? I mean aquaponics in general really falls all the organic standards and it's a very high standard that we have to uphold. Absolutely. And you have that forced honesty with the fact that the fish are part of the system too. So you can't even cheat. It, it kind of gives it away pretty quickly. Uh, so tell us about the, the type of setup that you have. Uh, you do DWC, which is different than most producers. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so why salmon? So, uh, we're about 15 minutes away from the local Adams River salmon run. And so we wanted to do a species that was uh, local to the area. So now salmon also, they are a fish that requires a uh, strict water management, which uh, as we look, our systems really looking to be able to build systems that can have a global play here. So, we know agriculture right now, there is some challenges. Uh, there's less and less farmland available. A lot of the areas of soil is getting very depleted. And the oceans are uh, not in fantastic shape. And now there's less and less fish every year. So what we really wanted to do was build systems, very strict controls on them that were able to be a solution to some of those problems. 
Awesome. So what are some of the cultivars that you're growing? So uh, right now, the, our first commercial uh, crop here is doing is a, uh, it's called cake. So my mom was in the cannabis industry uh, before I got into it. So I'm a second generation cannabis farmer. Uh, growing up, I'm actually fifth generation agriculture. So I really knew that strong genetics plays into uh, successful crops. So I took uh, plants that she was working with before, did a bunch of breeding, bunch of pheno hunting, really sorting through what had strong genetics. So the cake strain that we're uh, starting with is a uh, sativa leaning, but it's definitely a sativa hybrid. Very cool. Uh, is there any challenges that you've uh, uh, kind of found cool solutions to or different things that you've uh, found um, worked really well for you that maybe you'd recommend to other people? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's been about a four-year process to get to the point that we're at today. Um, started, my mom was playing around with some aquaponics, got into it. The really, uh, I think both aquaponics in general and cannabis really require strict environment controls. And really, you got to be on top of your water management. We do a lot of testing in-house, understand what our nutrient ratios are. And a big thing for us has been filtering our water. You do get solid and build up. And uh, given that we're doing DWC, you really need to be on top of that. That's uh, one thing we've uh, put multiple filtration in place to make sure that you're not having uh, solids come into that system. Because as we learned early on, that uh, always gave us challenges. Uh, what, are, what are some of the other, have you tried any other strains aside from cake? Or what are some of the other things that you've experimented with along the way? Yeah, so uh, when we were in the R&D stage, so in Canada, I did all the license uh, that was for my own personal medical beforehand, and then we used that as an opportunity to really play around with our system. At that time, we threw uh, several different strains in the room, really played around with uh, what was going to be the best to move forward. And the reason we chose to go with the cake strain was uh, due to uh, there's some really solid yields on it as well. I quite enjoyed it. Awesome. Um, so uh, uh, what are some of the challenges you've found growing uh, salmon? I know it's definitely one that I've had some challenges growing with, uh, with uh, aquaponics in the past. Yeah, so salmon, uh, they're visual feeders. So that means uh, you got to make sure that your uh, water is uh, very clear. Um, we actually, uh, we brought on some really good people onto our team who uh, Justin Henry in specific, he's been in the aquaculture industry for about 25 years. So he was really a big uh, leader in putting all the systems in place to be able to succeed with salmon. But it is very much about your water management. For comparison, it's kind of like starting a saltwater tank, fish tank that you really got to be on top of your nitrates, nitrites, ammonia levels. So those are all areas that we really focused on to make sure that we weren't having spikes there to make sure that we uh, maintain water clarity. So uh, tell us about um, how the process was to get organic certified. A lot of other people are hoping to get that in the future. Um, tell, tell us uh, a little bit more about that and kind of some of the steps and some of the you know, ups and downs on uh, you know, getting the organic certification because it's quite a long, quite a long and uh, uh, challenging thing, but it's, it's quite rewarding. Correct. I think uh, with uh, Canada leading the way that uh, more of the world starts opening up both on the 
organic aquaponics and on the cannabis side. I think uh, both emerging industries here. Uh, basically all the inputs. Uh, so as far as the feed that we're feeding uh, the species, as well as uh, anything going to the water treatment, you got to make sure it all falls within the organic standard, which all then relates back to really being in control of your water management. So right now, Canada is leading the way in those departments on the organic side in the aquaponics and cannabis uh, industry right now. And I hope uh, the world and Canada has been doing a good job, starts uh, paying attention and opening it up a little more. So we got a question from chat. Um, what type of iron are you using for your organic system? Ferrous sulfate. Okay, interesting. So there you go, ferrous sulfate. Um, what are uh, some of the things that you're hoping to do or experiment with, or what are some of the things you're, you're hoping to do uh, in the future with uh, your methodologies and, and your system, or maybe even uh, just strains that you guys are work, hoping to, to do next? Correct. Uh, so the next uh, step for us here is uh, to maximize the current license we have on this site. So right now we're using about 894 square feet of our canopy space. We're allowed to use up to 2,100 square feet, so we want to fully utilize that. Uh, we did learn from the first system we put in place some changes, mainly around our troughing system. As also, uh, we found a lot of success with having a little more gap between the roots before they get to the water. It seems uh, the troughs that we have set up that way definitely have been more consistent for us, so we want to start implementing that as well. Right now, we're doing two levels vertical high we uh, would like to get to three of course then you really got to be paying attention to your uh, climate controls the reason for that is we really are focused on having a small footprint and uh, the amount of horticulture and protein we're able to produce out of a small footprint cool is there um so tell us about your your filtration so we're treating our filtration uh, pretty separate as two water management, one for the salmon and then one going to the cannabis. So I'll start on the salmon side. So right now we're at 99.7% of recycled water use. And so that water is looping between the salmon tanks. We send it through a chiller to make sure that the temperature uh, maintains exactly where we want it for the salmon. Then it's going down to our treatment room. There it's going through a media bed. That's uh, basically bacteria is growing to break down the ammonia. And then it's going through a bunch of bubbles, which is stripping the carbon out of the water. And then the carbon we're actually capturing and then sending into the plant room uh, to get the CO2 bumped up in there. And then from there, we're treating it with ozone. That's uh, how we keep the water clarity. And then the pumps then pump it back to the salmon tanks. So now in the middle of all that, there's a drum filter. That drum filter is removing the solids, which is going over to a digester that is then breaking all those solids down for the plants. Then after that, going to a product tank and then the product tank, we don't do anything else other than make sure it stays aerated. And then you're getting uh, the water that we're sending into the plant room. Cool. Sounds uh quite uh, complicated that's cool yeah we've uh, definitely learned from some previous experience we had and uh really put everything together like i said it's been a 
journey to get to the current system that we have in place. No, oh, that's really neat. Um, what are some of the other um, things uh, that you've learned along the way just with aquaponics and, and some of the other challenges or, or interesting things you've learned uh, along the way with this project? Yeah, right now I'm really excited for uh, this first commercial crop that we have coming off. Uh, the growth rates that you get are just incredible when you get everything dialed in. I mean, be ready to prune because uh, we pruned last week. We're pruning uh, this week coming up, and I'm super excited. Uh, Yield-wise, uh, compared to what's been seen in the Canadian industry, I think we're on track to be at least four times higher than that, so that's very, very exciting for us. And um, back to the challenges, of course, uh, in Canada, it was a lot of paperwork to get through everything, which is uh, good that all that's in place. And uh, as well, getting into aquaponics, uh, you definitely need to have a farming mindset. It's uh, not just show up from a standard work day, you know, especially early on when you're getting a system commission, there are days things don't quite uh, go right and you really got to be on top of it. A big thing that we did was uh, having redundancy in place because say your oxygen uh, goes down. If you don't have a redundant system, then your whole uh, system's gone. So that was one thing really important to us is to make sure you have a lot of redundancies in place so that uh, if one of your lifeline fails, you're covered. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, what type of backup power do you guys use? A diesel generator or natural gas or? So right now, to set up? Yeah, right now uh, we're running a diesel generator. Uh, we are looking at the possibility to bring gas up to our area. And our generator runs our lifeline. So we're not running our whole facility in our backup gen. Uh, fortunate we don't get long power outages in the area. So we have had a couple. We have went through that process. And uh, basically it's keeping the water flowing, all the oxygen going. That's really cool. Um, so, uh, hold on, let me go back to look at my questions here. I apologize. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, uh, how, do, uh, how can people find out more? I know you have an awesome Instagram with some of the other uh, ways they can find out more about your company. Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned there, I'll be uh, keeping pretty up to date with uh, the progress of our facility so people can jump on Instagram, which is a chief underscore cultivator. As well, uh, for our company, our website, habitat.life. Now, are you at the facility at the moment? I sure am. Do you want to give us a little bit of a tour? You talked about that a little bit. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It would uh, be great to show you guys the system up and going. So one thing is, um, obviously, when we go into the rooms, there's pumps going, water flowing, etc. So I'm not sure uh, how the volume is going to pan out. The fish room, I think we might be in good shape, but the mineralization room is definitely very noisy. <laughs> but uh, we can give her a whirl here. Sure. And if it's too loud, I'll just mute your mic temporarily. If yeah, let's go with really that. Boring. If it's uh, noisy in there, just uh, mute me. Okay. I think we'll be all right, though. It's usually pretty good. Got my serious. Scrubs on, yeah. <laughs> serious here. Yeah, well, so, actually, why don't you take a minute and explain to everybody the whole 
uh, thing because we actually haven't had anybody talk about proper, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, procedures for or even uh, cleanliness and, you know, PPE and the rest of that. Absolutely. So uh, to be able to be a cannabis cultivation facility in Canada, you need to be GMP. So uh, that requires, obviously, you're uh, changing your attire when you come in as well, keeping the facility uh, up to a cleanliness standard. So every time we come into the facility, in the office it's different, you can wear your clothes uh, that you normally, but uh, when you're going into any of the salmon production rooms or the cannabis rooms, then you gotta be GMP compliant. So that requires uh, some scrubs, nice little hairnet. And uh, if I had a beard, I don't have a beard, but then I'd have to be putting on the beard net. Oh yeah, I have to use paint strainers for my dreads when I go into this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll uh, start in the salmon room first off. This is cool. We haven't actually had a commercial facility tour yet. This is really neat. Turn the lights on here. So behind me is eight salmon tanks. Can you guys hear all right? Oh yeah, we can hear you just fine. Awesome. So we've got eight salmon tanks. Six of them are uh, throw out tanks and the two without the cover behind me are finishing tanks. So uh, we are moving about 25 salmon into each tank every week. After uh, two weeks, there'll be sashimi grade salmon coming out of those tanks. They're pretty delicious. Wander up, show you guys uh, some of the throw out salmon. You guys able to see any fish? Oh yeah, we can see them swimming in there. I'll check out, uh, tough for me to hear you in here. I'll check out some of the plumbing and then I'll pop back outside. Those tra uh, salmon look pretty big. Yeah, so uh, we'll finish them between three to five kg. That's the size of the salmon that will be coming out of the facility. How long does it take them to grow to that length? Or wait. So it's uh, 18 months from egg. In this facility, we're getting the salmon at uh, as fry, so we're a 14-week process. So it's tough for me to hear. We can pop back in if you guys would like to check anything else out. But just answer some questions. Cool. Um, they said, "What do you feed the salmon?" So uh, that's mainly Justin's apartment, but it's like a black larvae fly and algae mix. Very cool. 
I think that was the only question we had uh, from chat at the moment. That's really neat. Uh, I haven't seen people doing salmon. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, so were you guys able to hear me? So the size oh, yeah. of the Okay. We can hear yeah. you. The it has a Zoom is a pretty good uh, background noise canceller built in. It's, it's pretty great. Awesome. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to hear you guys so good while I popped back out. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, why don't you show us the, the next thing? All right. Mineralization rooms a lot louder. Are those pH probes or? I could hear you at all, so I thought I just popped back out. No, that's fine. I said, are those pH probes in a row there? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we really stay on top of monitoring everything. And uh, that actually goes back to a system that if uh, anything's out of the parameters that we have set, that then we get alerted to it. Because with salmon, uh, given that they require strict water management, there's not a lot of room for uh, if your pH gets too low or too high, then you're not going to have healthy salmon. Awesome. Yeah, that was uh, uh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you with your, uh, your showing things. No, no problem. I uh, won't be able to hear your guys' questions, but what we'll do is uh, I'll walk through, walk through the water management. I'll show that on the salmon side and then we'll do it on the cannabis side and then I'll pop into the cannabis room and then I should be able to hear you a little better in there. Sounds good. Those of you listening uh, in the audio version, he is giving us a tour of the aquaponic uh, nutrient mineralization room. Um, you can check out the video over on YouTube, uh, YouTube Potent Ponics, episode 185. Uh, Growing with Fish is episode 185, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I like the sign. No screw ups, no injury. All right, guys, I should be able to hear some questions a little better in here. 
What questions do people have here in chat? I said, very interesting. Appreciate sharing. Um, uh, what, uh, what type of lights do you have? Is another question we got. So uh, we got four different LED uh, lights in this facility. Originally, when we built this facility, it was uh, to do a bunch of different trials. Uh, LED is definitely what we will continue with. The technology always continues to improve in that department. So we're always uh, looking for who's advanced in that area. And if a uh, specific LED brands, we have Fluence, Greenception, Illumitex, and Verta. And which ones do you like the best so far? So, uh, so far, we've seen the best results with the Greenception. Those have been our uh, highest yielders and as well as uh, highest cannabinoids that we've got out of our facility to date. And that's called the Greenception? Yeah, Greenception. They're a group out of the Netherlands. Interesting. That's really cool. What type of um, profiles are you getting? Or have you gotten, if you're willing to share? Um, as far as like the THC yeah. CBD results. So yeah, the yeah. highest uh, total cannabinoid count we've got so far is 29% with a 3% terpenes. Now, Canada testing is definitely a little different than American testing. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, that's really cool. Uh, room looks really good. Thank you. Yeah, we still got a few improvements to, to make, like always, but uh, we're definitely excited about this uh, crop so, we have coming. Why don't you tell people uh, the life stage the plants are in right now? And, and there's a lot of people that maybe you're seeing aquaponic cannabis facility for the first time watching this. Um, why don't you tell them a little bit about what's going on with the plants currently? So uh, the plants right now are on a day 12 of flower. And uh, as we mentioned a little before, the growth rates have been uh, quite incredible. A lot of pruning. We actually pruned these plants up just last week, and we're going to have to go right back at it again here uh, the upcoming week. I'll go uh, to the front of the room there where you guys will be able to see the water coming in and the water that uh, we're using. So everything is uh, coming down to a sump. here and this is uh, circulating throughout the whole room. So currently our setup, we have uh, sumps under each rack. We're looking to, in a new design to change this to one central sump, but it circulates throughout all the plants, goes out to a main line that then we send to a chiller, which uh, makes sure we maintain the proper water temperature as well for a cannabis plant. Talking about challenges, uh, we actually started originally without a uh, chiller on the plant side, and that uh, did not work out very well for us. We, what, uh, uh, we had actually one of the questions, Chaz, what is room temperature and humidity? Maybe you want to add to that water temperature. So uh, room temperature right now, we're keeping at 72 Fahrenheit. Humidity in the room is uh, 55 on the bottom, 45 up top. So we do have a difference uh, in climates there. And then the water temperature we keep at a 66. 
Awesome. We have another question is where do you sell your fish? Does it stay in Canada locally? But so uh, right now out of this facility, we're doing, selling all the fish local. So we're working with local restaurants uh, mainly for the fish distribution. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's definitely, if you can sell direct to restaurants, it's definitely one of the best ways to do it. You'll get some of the better pricing rather than going through a, a middleman or anything, especially with the high quality type of stuff that you guys do. Absolutely. And uh, given right now we're 25 salmon a week, as we look to get to larger scale, then the salmon is in very demand. So I think it'll be a while before we have a problem selling salmon. <laughs> I, uh, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, have you done any, uh, so have you just done flour? Have you done any hash washes? How is, uh, how have you liked to work with the stuff uh, that you grow? So we only have a cultivation license on a site at the moment. So right now we're just able to produce and sell flour. And actually even for the sale part of it, we uh, need to work with somebody who has a sales license. So we're working with a group called Shelter. And uh, we are looking to uh, be able to get those licenses that we can do that stuff in house. And uh, when we get to that point, one thing that uh, some of our science guys have been working on is a uh, live rosin. So we want to do everything as uh, close to the full profile of the plant as possible. Awesome. Um, what was another question we had in chat? Uh, so what is the name that your, your um, cannabis is sold under? They want to know how to buy some up in DC. Yeah, so our facility is called uh, Habitat Craft Cannabis. So uh, Habitat, you'll be able to uh, find us in stores. We'll uh, be in stores around April. And uh, looks like the first provinces we're able to get into are Saskatchewan, and uh, we're hoping BC as well. I mean, uh, raising salmon and being in BC and having salmon and BC, but that's a perfect marriage. Absolutely. Um, another question is, what do you use to clean your water lines? Do they clog? Uh, peroxide would be a good option for that. Uh, wouldn't, fortunately, we've uh, made the lines large enough that uh, has not been a challenge for us. Uh, it also goes back to the point of the importance of really filtering the water before it gets to the plant room so that you have a uh, clean water coming through, which is gonna not be the risk on the clogging side. A lot of that we wanna deal with in our uh, waste treatment room. Awesome. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's also the same thing. I, and if anyone's doing any systems at home, especially if they're doing vertical towers, make sure you do half inch lines. Um, or bigger, it will definitely clog if you don't go at least a half inch, but one inch uh, at the minimum. What, what diameter plumbing it looks like in the back, they're using one inch or inch and a half or inch and a quarter. Correct. And I'll go to our main line here, which is much larger. As well yeah, as you can see, fine. so this is also a filter. So we're cleaning those weekly as well, any buildup in them. So lots of filtration. 
Very interesting. Very cool. Um, what advice do you have for people uh, that want to get into aquaponic cannabis or want to get started or try and find out uh, how to go down this path? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think really uh, depends if you're going to be commercial or homegrown, but both uh, routes, you really want to pay attention to the details. Uh, cannabis outside of aquaponics uh, to really have successful crops, you need good environmental controls. I think it uh, really goes with aquaponics as well. Really, the more you can control of your water management, your environment, the more successful you're going to be. One of the popular products around here in Southern Oregon is actually infused jerky or infused salmon jerky. Do you guys ever thought about making your own infused salmon? Absolutely. Uh, so Canada just uh, got into the edible space there on a federal level. So I think right now, the only really rollout products are mainly chocolates and, and some oils. But uh, definitely a space we're looking to get into. There is the licensing steps that we have to take. So we are a ways away before we'd be able to come out with products like that just due to uh, needing new space and uh, new licenses to go with being able to do those products. Yeah, I know uh, in the U.S., you, a meat process, you can't get a meat processing license and a cannabis license on the same uh, EIN number um, because the, the meat processing is federally regulated and uh, cannabis is still Schedule 1 in the United States. So, you know, <laughs> this causes some issues where the inspectors can't set foot on your property without breaking federal law, which they won't do, which is always fun. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a interesting as everything comes together obviously it's uh, new to the government and uh, going through all the processes and then as you mentioned when you start bringing on the food board and regulations it's its whole own de department as well and how they like to handle things we do have a good start here given that there is strict gmp protocols that we have to follow but uh, definitely different Yeah, it's, it's also a good reason why I should keep the fish and the um, filters and the plants all in separate rooms as well uh, for cleanliness that, and for GMP. That was, that was exactly uh, our thoughts around it as well. Having a lot of open water, it's going to be harder to control your environment. So we uh, learned a few things along the way and been incorporating it, but I, from a cleanliness standpoint, also important. Yeah, it's, it, GMP in Canada is pretty tricky. We're working on some EU GMP stuff here in Africa. And uh, man, it is uh, even worse than the Canadian stuff. Not worse, but even more strict and even more uh, I's you have to dot and T's you have to cross. So I, I feel you 100%, man. <laughs> yeah, we're looking uh, down the road here. We'll be going through the same process doing the, the EU certification, which is uh, definitely a step up. So I see a yellow sticky card there. Uh, tell us a little bit more about some of your IPM that you're, you're using uh, with the aquaponics. Good. So the sticky, we get a few uh, little sewer flies that fly around. So we use those to uh, help catch some of those guys. 
besides that, uh, yeah, that's about all we're doing. As long as you keep your place clean and you start from seed, it can be pretty tricky to get issues, uh, you know, that, especially if you're actually taking proper care. That's correct. I uh, would always recommend that uh, you deal with that side of things in house, that you uh, start from your own seed, get your own mom going, do your own cuttings. That way you're not bringing a potential pest that came in through somebody else. Absolutely. Is there anything else you want to tell us about um, your your facility there, or show us, or uh, or anything like that? Good. Um, yeah, we walked through. I think most of uh, what we have going on here at Habitat right now. We're day thirteen here on flower. We're excited. We'll have our first commercial of federal legal crop coming off here. We have went through a with my previous personal license that I had and had some really good success. So we're going to be excited to say, to be able to share some uh, aquaponic chronic with the uh, Canadian people soon. You'll have to let me know when you guys are right before harvest. We'll, we'll get you back on the show that week and you can show everybody the progress. It'd be really cool. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Uh, definitely touch base here in six weeks and we'll show you guys some full blown buds. See if we can get a few that are bigger than my fist. I think so. <laughs> That'd be great. Really cool to see something a lot different than uh, than most people's other facilities. It's it's really neat. Oh, here's a question: uh, How many people work on the grow side? So on the grow side, we have about three people that focus on that. So that's actually myself, my mother, and then uh, Ryan as our company and on the technology side and uh, looking for expansion opportunities here. We're a 14 person company and as well, uh, taking care of the salmon also requires a couple uh, operations people. Awesome. All right. Well, um, is there any other advice you have for Canadian people applying for a Canadian license other than the, uh, the application is very uh, long and lengthy. <laughs> I know our processing application was 1,400 pages. That, that is correct. I'd uh, recommend prepared to be patient. We uh, started that process in about 2017. So it uh, takes time as well. Don't uh, cut corners with it because if you do that, I know there's a handful of scenarios that uh, don't seem to then get through the process or they just keep, uh, keep getting held back there. So really also uh, get advice if you uh, need it. There's uh, people that will really help with the SOPs out there and uh, it is a tough process to go through. Yeah, especially if you've never done something like that before, it can be quite the challenge and uh, uh, you know, your, your facility looks awesome. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah, appreciate you inviting me on to your podcast and all the awesome job you've done getting the aquaponic story out and uh, sharing the knowledge around it. So uh, why don't you tell everybody how to find you and your company and how they can buy your weed? Sounds good. So uh, jump on our company website, which is uh, habitat.life. And then uh, follow me personally on Instagram. You can go to uh, chief underscore cultivator. 
You'll be able to keep up to date with uh, photos from the facility. And uh, getting our product there. So Shelter will be doing the distribution for us. And uh, it sounds like Saskatchewan for sure. We'll have our product in and uh, BC, we are uh, gunning towards by the time this harvest is off to be able to have it in BC as well. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that and uh, hope to see you here in, in five or six weeks. Totally agree. I look forward to chatting then. Awesome, man. Thanks again. Thanks, Steve. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, Marty, uh, how's your garden going? Sorry, Zelda playing with some clones. Uh, yeah, things are going pretty good. I uh, got a in the bedroom set up, and I got a cloner set up, and uh, uh, some of those uh, genetics I was working on saving, I got some cuts of those, and I can get rid of the nasty ones now, so that's always good to get those out of here. And then, uh, yeah, just getting everything filled up and ready to go. As you can see, I think a little bit back here, got a bunch of, bunch of babies. Kind of ironed them out there. So I got those and a bunch more on the shelf over there. Another probably, uh, I don't know, 100, 150 in the cloner over there. So yeah, just uh, getting tons of growth, taking tons of cuts and uh, just getting things off the ground. Cool. Gonna pick up uh, uh, a little little friend of the podcast is gonna send a, one of the new strains he's working on more of a, an indica leading strain. I've got uh, a couple of people that are looking for really indica heavy strains to be able to run outdoor here in Southern Oregon. So trying to get that set up and uh, yeah, got a little space set up for doing clones and uh, IPM management. So that's what I'm doing right now is I just have bunch of cuts that I took a little bit ago, getting those dipped and then transplanted into solo cups. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. Uh, I haven't changed too much on the system since the last time we looked at it. I think the only thing maybe that I've done is um, I lifted up. So my beds have a little bit more pitch to them now. So the end of the beds uh, drain out a little bit better. So that was about the only thing that I've changed in the in the flower room so far. And then uh, other than that, it's just like doing electrical and hanging lights and stuff in the bedroom. So we'll we'll have that online, be able to do a tour of that pretty soon, which I'm technically in right now, but it's just not much going on with it. <laughs> so uh, a couple of the systems that I've had before like in the garage, I'll have set up in here. We've got one going right now. So all the moms will be in here. I'll have a couple racks full of clones and uh, getting some new strains uh, off and rolling. So yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Yeah, we've just been uh, dealing with the whole circus that is customs when you're trying to be the first person that imports legal cannabis seeds into a country and having to explain to the guy that you're actually allowed to do this and that you have a permit and that they need to uh 
you know, take you seriously and all that. So that took a little bit of a, about a week longer than we wish it would have taken, but uh, we, we should hopefully have those cleared on Monday, which will be good. Um, been a, a long, arduous process, but I think we're finally there. And then um, went back out to the farm today, was working out there and uh, uh, did a bunch more irrigation planning, a lot of finalizing planning, um, finalizing where we're gonna put our, our warehouses for, for dry, um, you know, uh, storage and, and, you know, loading them up onto the different transport methods and um, figuring out what we're going to need to build out the lab for extraction and um, just a bunch of logistics stuff and, and, you know, just kind of seeing exactly what, uh, you know, power upgrades we need, what kind of generators we're going to use and, and whatnot. So that's been a, a lot of fun. And then, um, just working on uh, SOPs for EU GMP, trying to make sure that the stuff we have is going to be EU GMPable when we get to that. We're not going to do that right off the bat, but we're going to do that definitely um, pretty shortly thereafter. So uh, just trying to learn the ins and outs of that and making sure that all of our stuff is going to be compliant when we decide to make the jump up to that. And then um, just trying to get the logistics for the greenhouses out here for that. And um, yeah, just a bunch of unfun planning stuff that you have to do when you build big grows. So uh, that's mainly what I've been up to. Um, nothing too exciting. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that happened uh, in the last week. Not really. Um, bunch of bunch of big meetings, but that was about it. And then just planning, trying to figure out uh, the total power loads of an entire extraction lab and all this other stuff that you just takes a while to work through, you know, so. Um, any other questions anybody has before we wrap up the show? Sorry for a little bit of a late start there today. Uh, took me a little bit longer to, to get out of uh, the meetings. So somebody asked in chat, how am I doing? I'm doing good. Um, it's Zimbabwe is really cool. It's really chill. Um, it's really safe compared to a lot of other parts of Africa. Um, you can walk around night, you know, maybe not real late, but you can certainly walk around pretty freely, uh, without any kind of issue, even, you know, pretty late into the night. Um, yeah, no complaints. I really have had a really good time. Um, actually was talking to Gus, the African plant hunter who's a real big, uh, Zimbabwe plant guy. And, uh, we're going to sit down and do an interview in person. So we'll have a recorded interview. Uh, someplace cool here in uh, in Zimbabwe um, and talk about all the different cool African plants with him. So that'll be a, a, one of the recorded episodes we'll be releasing. And then we have some other cool guests in the, in the pipeline. Uh, next Sunday we'll be, uh, we'll have the guys from fish shit on the, on the show. So if you guys are a fan of the fish shit nutrients, they'll, they'll be on the show with us next week um, for our soil guys that want to kind of incorporate some of the aquaponic stuff. And uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. How many square feet? So we're, we're starting off with 35 acres uh, in this first test batch, and then we'll be immediately jumping to 100, and, uh, 100 hectares um, shortly thereafter. Well, once the first run comes in, we'll, we'll start planting about two thirds of the way through there. We'll scale up pretty quickly. We just take, it's gonna take us, we already have so much land that we's already got irrigation that we can kind of hit the button and hit go. And the rest is just gonna take a while for us to strip out a little, you know, handful of scrub and, and get it back it's a old tobacco farm so the you know it was clear-cut 
you know, a few years ago, but it, it sat fallow for a bit. But it's great because we have wonderful grasses and ground covers and things that are going to be great companion plants for us to grow with. Um, we're super excited about that. Um, someone says, are you scared of lions? There's no lions or hyenas or anything crazy right where we are. There's snakes, plenty of snakes. We also have giant land snails that are the size of your hand, you know, freaking huge. Um, so you have to worry about them eating your plants. Um, but other than that, I mean, they have spider mites, they have grasshoppers, they have leaf, uh, leaf miners. I mean, most of it's pretty similar to the U S. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's very similar, maybe slightly different species, but nothing particularly crazy. Uh, I've really done a lot of research, talked to a lot of local farmers about the different things that attack the crops and stuff. And did my best to try and talk to some people that had some experience growing some other things out here and just haven't had uh haven't had anything really seem too scary that we couldn't get beneficial insects or or uh, microbials through south africa to treat with so i think we're going to have most of the toolbox i'm used to having in the u.s uh here through south africa bio b if you're familiar with them in the united states they're in south africa there's also a great company up in kenya and um uh um, there's one other U.S. insect company that's down here in South Africa, uh, and I can't remember the name of it. But um, so we can supply uh, those. Uh, they have a pretty good agricultural trade agreements with with Zimbabwe, so um, it's not too tricky to get those guys in for for treatment. They just don't use them regularly here. There's no in insectarium in the country of Zimbabwe that I'm aware of. So unless somebody knows the one, in which case uh, email me. <laughs> All righty. Um, I think we'll wrap up the show. I know it's a little bit shorter than usual, but um, it's been a long day and I spent a lot of it in the sun, so I'm pretty tired. And uh, uh, yeah, we had a great episode. It was really cool to have our first tour of a commercial aquaponic cannabis facility, especially organic commercial aquaponic cannabis facility. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was really great and um, hope to... Uh, Hope to see you guys again soon. Again, we'll be back again on Sunday um, with a live episode with um, um, Fish Shit, the guys from Fish Shit. And then we'll have um, uh, either this week or next week, we'll have a recorded episode with Gus, the African plant hunter. Um, may, may, maybe I'll put it out after that or save it for a week when we're uh, um, you know, unable to um, get on live. But, uh, but yeah, so that'll be fun. And um, yeah, appreciate everybody taking the time. Uh, and I uh, will see you guys on, on next Sunday. And you can check out the podcast at uh, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, YouTube, um, iTunes, um, any of the different places that you can listen to podcasts. Uh, Alrighty, cheers. Thanks a lot. <laughs>